Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of More Than a Podcast. It's your host, James, and as always, I'm here to give you guys more of the greatness. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, this is the episode I have been waiting for, and it's really funny because this is almost uh, like a continuation of the uh, Sims episode that I did a little while back, and basically, we're going to focus on electronic arts, we're going to focus on the company themselves, and we want to just know, or I want to know, maybe you want to know, uh, what makes EA the big bad guy? Why are they so hated? Why uh, do people want to burn this company down to the ground? Because in, in all honesty, in all honesty, EA is probably one of the best companies that gamers should understand and, and just know that they depend on. It's one of the best companies out there. Uh, you know, regardless of how we feel about business practices and things of that sort uh you know they 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 consistently are putting forward you know on bringing games to consumers and they do that on multiple different fronts in multiple different genres and that's what we're going to talk about we're not necessarily so this is not necessarily going to be um a history of you know like if you want to know the history of electronic arts then I would recommend going to read Wikipedia. Um, you know, we'll just talk about little tidbits. I just really want to talk about my personal experience with electronic arts and just kind of how I think they've come to uh, build this reputation that they seem to have right now. So let's just go ahead and get started. So my um, my first um, experience with electronic arts uh, was was really really uh, early in in video in my video gaming uh, career. Um, you know the eighties uh, were you know the time when the Nintendo was was uh, getting huge and the you know kind of boom back the whole video game uh, industry and it was a lot to to take advantage of. It was a lot that people wanted to play and there was a lot of things that you know developers could could take advantage of and and you know bring consumers and electronic arts was not short um of you know fulfilling that destiny now um now one one thing i will say from a historical stance because i think it always stands to be noted you know people look at electronic arts and they just think of this faceless entity but EA was created by a gentleman named Trip Hawkins. Um, he, in my opinion, is one of the uh, people that I would place on my, um, you know, my Mount Rushmore of uh, of uh, influential people in the industry. Not game designers, but just influential people. Trip Hawkins uh, created Electronic Arts, and I really do believe that in his vision um you know they they have executed in a way that it really resonates and kind of echoes uh how they operate today i don't think that they've you know really let up on the formula of what made them really popular to be honest i mean because like i i keep thinking like about you know the first games that i would play 
from electronic arts you know like i think my i think the first electronic arts game i played was road rash um which is a really really fun game if you haven't uh had the chance to experience road rash um i would say definitely uh see about you know hooking up your old sega genesis i do believe it's also on pc and you can you know you can check out uh road rash it was one of one of my favorite games i mean and the funny thing is is that it <laughs> i remember you know playing this game and i would never dream of wanting to ride a motorcycle um <clears throat> but you know that that is one of those games that just kind of you know put put my mind into a perspective that i wasn't necessarily comfortable with and and it was awesome but what really started to pivot electronic arts because the other thing too with electronic arts and i remember this being um being a really standout type of uh experience was they they did their they they did their cartridges even they even did their cartridges different and i i don't i don't recall whether it was something that effectively uh you know whether it was something with the software or or anything like that like i don't know but i just know they had these really uh unique cartridges um they were always taller than the normal Sega cartridges uh, because because primarily a lot of the games that I played um, from Electronic Arts were on the Sega Genesis and yeah they like they just had they had these uh, they had these cartridges that were about two inches taller than the normal cartridge and they'd have this little yellow tab which uh, to this day I do not understand what the what the effectiveness of it is I, I don't I mean maybe it's just for style points um, but they were just these trippy looking cartridges. But that was also the cool thing because you always knew your EA games from every other game that you may have had on the shelf. Now, going, you know, going back to what I was uh, what I was originally saying, when, you know, things started to really shift when they really started to uh, get behind their sports games. And um, there were there was a lot of different things that really factored into the success of that. I mean, first off, they you know, they came with, you know, with sports sports games, uh, more notably football games that, you know, uh, resonated and gave a different experience than what people may have been used to. You know, people played tech mobile before um, this was a lot different you know, putting John Madden behind it. And, you know, he was such a big name uh, in sports, you know, in the 70s and the 80s. Um, and then the iconic intro that they, uh, I don't know which game uh, started it, but, uh, you know, they, they, did the, uh, they did the EA Sports. It's in the game. And that just, that, that honestly, to me, changed my perception of what quality sports games were about. If it didn't have EA Sports it's in the game, I wasn't playing. Um, but it wasn't just football. I mean, I remember, um, you know, for a while, they had also, um, you know, made basketball games. Uh, they were they were weird in the beginning because they were uh, they used to be based on like the playoffs. So like it would be like uh, Bulls versus Blazer. Yeah, in the NBA playoffs, and it's like, dude, I I just want to play the season. Like, I just want to, you know, I I don't like the Bulls or the Blazers, so you know, uh, Lakers versus Celtics and the NBA playoffs. Like, 
okay, whatever. Um, but you know, again, like they made fun games. Now, fast forwarding, you know, to you know the the uh, you know the the how games have have grown over time, you know, and how the industry had expanded over time. I mean, EA couldn't have helped but get bigger and get better. And, you know, they they've you know, they have uh, you know, they've developed a lot of games, but they've also published a lot of games that they didn't develop. You know, um, some of the titles that some titles that I could say to you, you probably don't know that EA was behind it, like Bard's Tale. Like some people probably don't know that. But, yeah, they're responsible for that. So they do a lot of good in the world. Um they also, you know, and, and go, going back to the uh, to the start of this show, what I was mentioning, The Sims, I mean, come on, they freaking published The Sims, which is one of the biggest uh, games ever, ever, like just ever, like it's one of the biggest games ever, okay? So, and, and the, I, I think, I think that with those successes, it afforded electronic arts the opportunity to expand into different uh, positions that allowed them to see whether they could continue being successful in, you know, their pilgrimage within the industry, you know, attempting to basically just be a, you know, a reputable company. I don't really think than anybody in the in the EA office was thinking that they wanted to dominate or monopolize the gaming industry. I don't really think that's the point, but I definitely believe that you know their goal, you know, for for forever and 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 it's a, it's as a goal should be. A goal should always be to just be consistent. And I'm I'm a, I'm a person that I would argue to anyone and say Electronic Arts has been consistent since they started, since they started making games. They've been absolutely consistent. So where so where does the bad stuff start? Where does the bad stuff start? So I believe I believe the bad stuff starts firstly we'll we'll we'll, we'll end up we'll, we'll wrap up on on the uh the sports games. Okay? Because I do think that that's where it starts. I think it started with the sports games. And what do I mean? I, I mean this. So when when their Madden series took off and became huge, they became an annual release. Because it was, some, it was something that Electronic Arts could bank on, you know, generating money and, you know, and, and having something be highly successful. And all they had to do was just pitch a different direction or feature within said game. And, you know, gamers, all credit to gamers, they're not stupid, right? So the question really becomes not when the next Madden's going to come out, but what is the worth of these features that they are announcing for any other, any year, you know, that, that they that they release it? Like what are the you know I remember uh, this was years back and you know one of the features was 
QB vision. And I was just like, what? Like, I like it to me that didn't justify what, you know, what I was, you know, going to be spending on a game, you know, to have for myself that one little feature. But, but, you know, and, and, it, and it consistently as the years go by and, and, you know, and, and the games keep coming out, it was just always one feature, you know, and, and the game just played exactly the same. But that wasn't always the case with every game that they've done. I mean, EA has done some really good publishing and really good developing and really good acquiring. And therein lies the problem with most people. I think most people are upset with Electronic Arts because of their nature to acquire companies around them. But is that necessarily a bad thing? I don't think so. So, you know, to to have Dragon Age under their wing, you know, as a game that was developed by BioWare, I mean, that that just I mean, to me, that's just smart business. And I wouldn't and I, I, I would be very hard pressed to allow a company like BioWare to go in any other direction and do any other thing outside of the the properties that I need them to make for me. Same thing with your Knights of the Old Republic. Great game, right? Why would you want that to have come out under any other banner? Now, can other companies do, uh, you know, Star Wars games better than one other company? Maybe they can. I mean, it's it's really the devil's really in the details. But I again, I think where it really rubs gamers the wrong way is because they they just don't understand the the role of smart business because that's really what it is. And they and they've they've acquired a lot of companies on 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 the side. They've acquired PopCap Games. They've acquired Respawn. You know, they have Bioware, you know, there, there's a there's a lot of companies that they that they have. And, you know, and, and yes, I get it. You know, there are times like where they'll acquire a company and then said company is dissolved. But I but again, I think it's the way that you view that particular course of action, because just because a company has been dissolved does not mean that those people um are you know no longer uh working for the company now it can be the case it totally can be the case um but but i would be doing the same thing if i if i had if i had hundreds of millions of dollars and i wanted to assure myself that you know um i don't know let's say i could acquire the rights to uh NBA Live, and I just knew some people who could develop basketball games uh, better than the, the 2K games that are out right now. And you know, let's just say it just slipped through the cracks. EA forgot to, you know, uh, you know, renew their license for it or whatever, and now I have it. That that's an acquisition. It's it, and it's a smart acquisition. And if I end up generating revenue over that, that's that's just smart business. 
you know, if I turn around, you know, a few years later and I got a, you know, I got hundreds of billions of dollars and I go up to EA and I say, you know what, I would like to buy, um, you know, Respawn Entertainment from you because I believe that we can go in a better direction with this company, then that's just my right. And they have the right to do so. They have the right to go out and get these, you know, these companies, you know, that they believe are going to help them move forward and be progressive. And I think that's the really smart thing. I think that's the really important thing that we have to understand is that progressive is what we value or what we should value. Now, does EA step right all the time? No. You know, there's a lot of what I, and I, and, and here's, here's where I believe, you know, it, it does get a little bad for EA because when, when you, when you acquire so much and you kind of, uh, back yourself into a corner and you really don't have any it's it's like with their Madden series um they've acquired every single aspect of what a football game uh can be in the hands of a developer you know anybody else who wants to develop a football game today it probably won't have an NFL license it won't have a broadcasting license like as far as like ESPN or whatever you know there there's so much that would be missing that it wouldn't even be worth the time to release that game now the point that I'm making is that when they back themselves into those corners when when their acquisitions are so high in in those respects what happens is that they become complacent in their courses of development you know if nobody else is making football games and you don't have a reason to be innovative, you know, if all you're doing is being consistent in releasing, then then it just it becomes a double edged sword because it's like, yes, OK, you know, we get it. <clears throat> you can release this game whenever you want to. And, you know, you can sell it and people are going to buy it. But if you don't have a point to innovate, then the games just become lackluster. I think the other thing that really bothers people about, you know, electronic arts is the fact that, you know, monetization has become the catalyst for what uh, what defines a fan of a particular series. You know, you got these new sports games, you got your FIFAs, you got your your Madden and they got these modes with these ultimate teams and stuff. And yeah, like if you're a real fan. You're going to shell out that 110 bucks, get those packs and get ready to go. I mean, I still don't understand it, but again, it's business. And people, you know, we can't complain too much because there are people out there actually buying the stuff. Is it fair? I mean, I, 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 I guess that's, you know, that's circumstantial. It really just it just depends on how you view it. But at the end of the day, it's good business. It generates money. They're making money hand over fist. It's never going to stop. What people what people need to know, right? You know what you need to know if you if you're telling yourself, 
I really dislike electronic arts. I dislike their business practices. I dislike what they do. I dislike everything that they are. I really want this. I want to inflict change in response to how I feel about electronic arts. Okay, if you want to do that, then collectively people need to stop buying their games. Because as long as people keep buying Madden, they're going to keep releasing the same exact game every single year. It'll never stop. They're going to keep putting one feature in it, and they're going to sell it, and they're going to make you buy the packs. You know, they're going to keep doing, you know, they're going to keep releasing all these seasons for Apex Legends. They're going to keep making you guys buy all this stuff. And, and, And if you keep buying it, then they're going to keep doing it. The 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 say, what what needs to change is when the people when fans you know decide to activate that fever. You know, like when um when uh, Battlefront Two came out and you know it was plagued with the microtransactions and everybody was just so up in arms about it, and they basically told EA, "Hell no, we are not going to take this. This is not acceptable." Um, you, you take this back right now and you get it fixed. And they did because when people speak, they listen, but you have to have enough people speaking about the same issues. You know, for a few people over here and this side and that side, basically saying, I don't like microtransactions, that does not matter. But if people collectively say, I don't like microtransactions and you know that you stop buying the game or you di- or you just just decide to not play the game period point blank then they'll do something about it i promise you i promise you like believe in your voice believe in your ability to to affect change it's not that ea is a bad company they're doing exactly what any other person is supposed to do. Why do you think PewDiePie is so popular on YouTube? Because people watch him and they're not going to stop. And as much as people will hate on him and say, oh, he's just this rich, you know, person who just has all this money, you know, your Jake Pauls and your Logan Pauls and, oh, they're just so rich and they got money hand over fist and I just can't stand them. I think they suck. Well, then why do you keep watching them? And if it's not you, you know, you probably know somebody who watches it like. So my, the point that I'm making is that you effectively have to find a way to make the change. If you don't speak about change, then you're going to just keep suffering through this idea that electronic arts is this huge villain and that and that they are out to ruin you know, the gaming industry, but I, I don't believe that. I, I, I believe, I believe this wholeheartedly that electronic arts has more successes and more great things, games, experiences in their corner than, than they do crappy ones. Everybody takes a crappy turn here or there. And, Electronic Arts has had their fair share, but I believe that they have more in benefit to what gamers need and love and appreciate.
I mean, look at what we recently got announced. I mean, we're going to get the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, you know, uh, uh, you know, basically an HD remake. And they don't have to do that. They absolutely do not have to do that. They could, you know, they could have gone and just said, screw uh, Mass Effect. We don't ever want to talk about this anymore. And you would have just had to sit there and eat it. But, you know, they they I I'm telling you, Electronic Arts really does more right than they can do wrong. And I really don't find it a justifiable argument to say that they suck because you don't, you don't agree with uh, particular practices, you know? I mean, it's just going to go full circle. I'm going to just keep repeating myself and beating this dead horse. You know, if you don't like something, change it, you know, it, and it goes for everything in your life. If you get up in the morning and you tell yourself you hate your job, then change it. <laughs> just change it no ifs ands or buts no excuses to yourself or anyone else just change it you know you can't you can't devalue your voice and say well it's just me no there are hundreds of millions of people that do believe what you believe but the 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 factor is they're thinking just like you that they're just by themselves and they're the only ones that think like this and you know, blah, blah, blah. No, man. Like if you truly don't. And, and, and I do believe that effectively if like, again, we've seen it happen with battlefield. I mean, uh, battlefront. I mean, <laughs> heck battlefield is another, is another, uh, huge game, uh, with them plagued by, you know, transactions and stuff. But if people don't say anything, they're going to keep making those games that way. But I, but again, I personally think that electronic arts is one of the best companies. I think that we should all fall in line to appreciate them more. Um, and just know they're not the villains. They, they, they really, you know what they have afforded as a company, they have afforded themselves an ability to make high quality games to elevate our standards on what gaming truly should be and I, and I and I do nothing but salute them for that effort but what do you guys think because I think that that's important do you think that uh you know electronic arts is the bane of gamers existence do you think that you know they're just another company doing what they need to do to you know, stay relevant in, in the gaming industry or do you just not care? Either way, you guys can hit me up. You can always find me on Twitter, uh, hit up more TA podcast and uh, come talk to me about some EA, some electronic arts. Uh, do you remember Trip Hawkins? Do you remember some of the early games? Do you remember those freaky little cartridges that they used to come out with? Um, I would love to talk about it because it's, it's you know, to me, uh, you know, it's it's such a divisive topic but I don't feel that it ever really gets discussed to a point where uh, people can find resolution and closure. Well, that's going to do it, guys. Hopefully you have enjoyed this episode of More Than a Podcast. I always enjoy giving you guys uh, these little tidbits of information um, because it helps me get through my day and just feel 
awesome. So again, thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it. You guys already know the drill. Do me that favor. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye.